Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Sleep Culture Podcast. Hi, welcome back. Hi, Leah. I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, um, we're we're not crossing. We're like two ships in the night right now. <laughs> I haven't had the chance to even ask you, how have you been sleeping lately? Well, terribly in a word. Well, not actually, but I've been traveling. I was staying at my dad's this week, so I was kind of back and forth between there and Halifax, but I was sleeping there, not in my own bed, drinking too much beer, sleeping with my dad's dog, just kicking me all night. So just overall, not a good quality sleep, so I'm feeling it in my energy level for sure. What about you? Well, generally I sleep great, but last weekend I went to a wedding shut down the wedding, drank too much, <laughs> stayed up too late, felt like crap all week, and then like really had to focus all week to get my sleep hygiene under control and get, you know, get myself back on track and feeling well. And then the following weekend came around this weekend and I went to my boyfriend's and we puppy sat. So I wasn't sleeping in my own bed. We went to, stayed up late, just my sleep went to shit. And I felt like garbage mm-hmm. i my whole drive back from his place i literally just wanted to eat a loaf of bread <laughs> <laughs> yeah you mentioned that and i don't eat bread like not for any reason other than i never eat i just don't ever crave bread but i seriously the whole drive back i like fantasized about eating a loaf of bread standing by a toaster and just putting one piece down and then eating that and then, like, <laughs> the next piece i feel that i definitely feel that so this week since we're back in fall and we've changed seasons and we're in that back to school time where everyone's getting back to their activities and and that kind of thing, we're just going to talk a little bit about that adjustment this week. So for parents especially. Um, getting your kids back to school. That's right. And readjusting to that sleep schedule. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, first of all, Lee and I are not parents. We don't have children. <laughs> right. But not that long ago, we were children. So we do have that experience that we can speak to. For it counts sure. for something. Yeah. And I know from just chatting with Leah over the years about our childhood and about our sleep and about, you know, school growing up, we had very different childhood <laughs> sleep experiences and therefore very different school experiences. Right. As a kid, I was allowed to skip school to catch up on my sleep. I don't think my mom consciously knew she was prioritizing my sleep. She probably just didn't want to deal with me sleep deprived, <laughs> a tyrant <laughs> <Right>. at home. <laughs> but <laughs> she let, would let me sleep in if I stayed up too late studying because I was had overextended myself with extracurriculars or whatever. And she'd wake me up for school in the morning and I'd say, Mom, no, like I, I didn't get to sleep till after midnight last night. And she would say, okay. Um, I'll be back at noon to pick you up and take you to school. So then I'd sleep in and she'd take me to school and I'd go to school always Ugh. refreshed. Always. I never went to school tired. I can remember seeing other kids like falling asleep in class and thinking, what in the heck? But I loved school. I felt confident at school. Learning felt easy. I loved to learn. School was my, like, that was my jam. Three thrive. <laughs> yeah, that was my, I love school. I still love school. <laughs> and that's probably because of, I had a positive childhood experience because I never went to school so groggy or tired Mm -hmm. well me on the other hand (laughs) I was a terrible sleeper um it's a reputation that's followed me it followed me into adulthood anyone if you asked anyone that really knows me about my sleep they would say that um I was always up late as a child rarely asleep before midnight even as a really young child and, and when she says like elementary yeah like, <laughs> very young I mean I would go to she I'd be playing with in, Barbies until midnight yeah, yeah, I'd be put in bed in my room but didn't mean I was asleep I just couldn't fall asleep at an acceptable time I 
would try and I just couldn't do it. It just wasn't natural for me. Uh, my parents' friends would tell you that I tortured my mother for sure by fighting sleep every night. Um, I would struggle every day getting on, like getting ready for school. My mom would be basically dressing me in bed while I was <laughs> sleeping and dragging me out of my bed. It was terrible. And uh, I would hop on the bus and fall asleep on the way to school, fall asleep on the way home from school. I'd have to nap after school sometimes. It was really hard for me to pay attention, and I definitely noticed that in class. Um, but it, somehow... It shook your confidence. Yeah, though. like it, it definitely did. I mean, somehow I did manage to maintain good grades always through school. I don't really know how, but it definitely affected how I felt about school. Like you said, you know, you always felt confident and comfortable learning. I definitely... Something I struggled with was always thinking like always worrying about whether or not I could do the next grade like I'd be like finish the grade and I'm like oh I don't know how I did that but I got through it and like there's how no way I'm gonna, gonna be able to four? do it I'm never gonna be able to do grade four I just grade finished. three was so tough it's like I <laughs> just it's like I just barely scraped by so it was just always a, a conversation I'd have to have with my mother so I mean I think looking back on that sleep was definitely a big factor in that for me Absolutely. just not being rested every day so I mean However, this this is not a normal picture of what sleep should be as a child, and I know that now. Right. So let's let's dive into that, and I mean, let's answer some questions that parents might be asking about getting their kids back on track. So, how would I know, just in general, if my kid was getting enough sleep? Well, or if they were well rested going to school. Right. Um, so, if you to find out if there's a problem or to tell if there's a problem with your child's sleep, you can kind of just the very basics of it. Do they have trouble falling asleep? Are they having trouble staying asleep? Are they up multiple times through the night? So if bedtime is always a battle and it takes, you know, more than close to an hour to get them to go to sleep every day, then then that's not normal. Um, there's also just a good kind of rule of thumb would be, are they in bed long enough? So a child, a school-age child needs at very minimum 10 hours of sleep. So, I mean, if they're getting up at 6 o'clock for school and they're not going to bed until 9 o'clock, there's just not enough hours in the day for them to get to get that minimum of 10 hours. So right. They're not you should in bed just be, long enough to right. so just, have the opportunity for 10 hours. Exactly. Yeah. So just like if they have that opportunity for 10 hours, then that's a good, that's a good starting point. And if I didn't know how long, so if I was a parent, you know, and nothing against these parents, but you send your kid to your their bedroom and they stay in their bedroom, and I don't know if they're they're not playing or not. Barbies yeah. like me, or <laughs> exactly, I don't know if they're in there playing Barbies, right? Or if they're in there, oh, I was real in sneaky. deep REM. So <laughs> if I didn't know that, or you know, other par like parents do shift work and things like that, they're mm -hmm. not always there at bedtime. How would I know? What, what would be other reasons that I'd be able to tell if my kid was sleep deprived? Right. Um, I mean, there's some pretty basic ones, and I'm sure everybody kind of has an idea. Each kid is different, so you know your own child. But there's the very basic stuff is the behavioral and emotional instability. So those infamous meltdowns that you have, and you know your child is tired when they have these meltdowns. But if you pay attention to how their sleep is, like you will see that those meltdowns really coincide Correlate. and they, you can you can definitely see the the correlation there. So meltdowns, great first sign. Um, also just typical daytime sleepiness or needing a nap. That's not normal. If your child is rested and getting enough sleep at night, they shouldn't need a nap um, on a regular day. Um, weight gain can also be a sign. So if they're an active child and they eat 
normal amounts and that kind of thing, but they're gaining weight, that could be a sign of, of uh, sleep deprivation. Um, one that I actually find very interesting, and I think sometimes it's not, not as familiar to other to parents or other people in general, is if your child's complaining of like aches and pains, like... Mm. Chalk it up to growing pains. Right. Always. Like, exactly. Or they're just, I don't know. Which there's really no such thing as growing pains as far as I, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> the research says. Growing shouldn't hurt. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, things like leg aches, belly aches, headaches, those things. If you're hearing that fairly often and there's really no reason that you can see or there's nothing that shows up if you've had them checked out by the doctor if it becomes a recurring thing that can actually be attributed to sleep deprivation so that's something to pay attention to if it's something <laughs> know, that you're my seeing. body hurts when i'm not getting sleep. <laughs> yeah marley's a special case though we'll get into that we'll get into that later but yeah so so that's something to pay attention to if if belly aches and that kind of thing are, are coming up or leg aches and just kind of let that be a little bit of a trigger for you for sleep hmm, good to know so what strategies do you recommend as a as a sleep consultant to help parents get their kids back on track during the school year? Um, it's it's difficult. It's a hard thing to do. It's way more scheduling, way more routine through the school year. Um, but everybody's kind of looking for that advantage to give their child. And, you know, they, you want to give them the best opportunities and the best start and, you know, set them up for a good day at school. And Everyone and, wants their kid to be successful. That's right. So, I mean, I just that alone just to keep that in mind by by developing healthy sleep habits you're giving them an advantage in their life and at school so that's so important and just so i mean going back to that i said about the 10 hours so um just allowing them that time in bed allow them that 10 hours in bed so schedule their bedtime based on what time they need to wake up so make sure that they're in bed with enough time to get the, enough sleep over scheduling kind of goes with that as well. So if you're looking to make sure that your child's getting enough sleep, but they're having activities scheduled at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. and not getting home until later and they still have homework and that kind of stuff, then that can that can cause a problem. And, you know, you want to make sure they have all the opportunities by getting them involved. But they think the other other activities take priority and that sleep is disposable. That's right. a disposable time when really it's not. They're not doing them right. any favors. Right. By, push it you know overextending their schedule and exactly. taking away from their sleep exactly and sometimes it can be like you know oh you get to go and do this sport or something but it's at 8 p.m and you know what they're not going to be performing at their best at that time and they're going to end up being cranky and overtired the next day so you kind of just have to weigh the pros and cons when you're choosing your activities and just remember to prioritize sleep in that um good one sleep also kind of has a history of it's kind of been like that my whole life. You know, you think about a child that's misbehaving during the day or, is, you know, having meltdowns like we talked about. And the first thing you want to say, and we hear it all the time, is, oh, you've been so bad today. You're going to bed right after supper, like as if it's a punishment. So we kind of need to adjust that language around sleep and just be careful of how you say it, how you present it, because then you're saying, okay, you're really tired and you're misbehaving today, so that means you have to go to bed early and you get to you missing out on things. Sleep as a punishment. Right. So <clears throat> you're you're kind of presenting it as a punishment rather than now you're gonna feel very rested and you're gonna have a better day tomorrow. Right. So just changing that conversation. And, and in you know, the opposite to that, 
don't use it as a reward either. Exactly. Staying up late should not be re- a right. reward. Right. And how many times do we say, oh, you go to bed early all week and then we can stay up late and watch movies or have a sleepover or go do something fun um, when it's super late and that's considered a reward. So Eliminating sleep as a reward yeah. or a punishment, I mean, it should be neither. It's yeah, part it's of just, life. It's part of life. <laughs> you need so much sleep and, and that's what you need to get. So just kind of be mindful of that language and, and what what kind of associations you're creating. Because um, that can carry into adulthood. And then we well, can, exactly. you can create a person that has, a, you know, that loves sleep. And there's people that hate sleep. They're, they don't want to sleep. They're mm-hmm. bad. They, you know, quote unquote, bad sleepers. Yeah. But it's really a choice as an adult. But it could have um, been something that has cultivated from their childhood. Of course. And how many times do people who are like 10 p.m. curfew kind of people get shit on by their friends like you go through it (laughs) all the time and I have been guilty of it before I was more educated on this topic thanks to Marley but I mean I would always be the first one to give someone a hard time about being like well I gotta go home now it's almost my bedtime like what are you 10 right no we need to sleep like it is a thing It, it is a thing that is important so we just need to keep that in mind I agree And the last thing, and I know it's a dead horse that we've been beating for years, and I'm going to beat it once more, technology. So we need to try a little bit harder as a society to bring our technology out of our bedrooms. Um, The first step with that would be to try and do that for your children. You still have control over that a little bit right now, and and it's sometimes it's so much easier to just give them the iPad because – they're a little bit hard on the head. I mean, I've got nieces and nephews. I know. But uh, it's really not doing them any favors. And then you can't really you can't really see if they're on the iPad or if they're using their phone once they go to bed. So you really don't know how much sleep they're getting. So it's easier just to take it out of the room. Right. Not and, even to mention the effects that it's having on yeah. their deep sleep by being in front of a screen before yeah. bed. I mean, there are actually scientific reasons that you should take the technology out of the room, not just as like a behavioral thing. That's right. So on that note, my sleep tip for adults this week is get your kids sleep under control and take back your own sleep. So common complaint I often hear from my patients about not getting enough sleep is, oh, you know, my kid's still coming into my room, wake me up in the middle of the night. Or, you know, we have a couple of kids, we're co-sleeping or kids are waking them up in the night. If you can get your kids sleep under control, there's one whole problem eliminated for your own That's right. And then you can come up with your own routine and get your own self-rested. You also get a bit of your evening back if your kid, you know, we don't need 10 hours. So if your kid's getting 10, that means you have a couple hours of free time. That's right. Two birds, one stone. Two birds, one stone. You're (laughs) welcome. All right. We hope you have a good sleep. Everyone sleep well this week. Thank you for listening.